Welcome to the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. This is Colby Wood. And on this podcast, we take a deep dive into medical sales and in particular, orthopedic medical sales, where I do my best to share with you everything that I have learned up to this point and document really the day-to-day sales calls and meetings and interactions I'm having so that you can learn from my experiences and hopefully help you become more successful in your career as well. So without any further ado, please enjoy today's podcast. What up, what up, what up, everybody? This is Colby Wood with the Medical Sales Certification Podcast, and welcome to this episode. Uh, I wanted to take an episode and expand on a previous episode that I did. I think it was the one that was uh, about how to use a sales program, how to actually use a sales program. I think it was that one. Either way, there there were some ideas that I started, I kind of touch on briefly in that podcast episode, but I wanted to expand on. And it fundamentally comes down to how are you spending your time and how is that perceived by the outside world, by the people that can actually hire you. So if you're somebody that's trying to get hired in medical sales, if you are spending time or spending too much time on the things that don't really matter, things that don't have that much impact or that much importance, the problem with that from one man's perspective, right? Like maybe I'm just unique and maybe the other people that you're going to be interviewing with, maybe it doesn't matter to them, which is totally possible. Like there's no, there's no uniformity in the medical sales field as far as like, it's it just opinions of the people that are going to hire you. So like my opinions on certain things are probably going to be different than other people's, but my opinions are my opinions. So I'm going to share them with you anyway. <laughs> Here, here's my thinking is that if you are spending too much on too much time on things that don't really matter, and I see that as the person that would potentially be hiring you, my concern is that you're going to be spending too much time on the things that don't matter when I've actually hired you. Meaning that in sales, there are plenty of things that you could be doing with your time. Some of them are important. Some of them are not. Some of them have uh, have a more much higher likelihood of getting moving you forward, moving customers forward in the sales process. Some of them don't. So there are good ways to spend your time, and there are bad ways to spend your time in sales. My concern when I see somebody or when I've interacted with people that either are reaching out to me or you know I'm just curious about uh, that are that are asking me for advice on things that I'm like uh, that doesn't really matter. The problem with that, and some of it, you know, at the, at the outset, I do want to be clear, like, I didn't know these things when I was younger. When I was late high school, into college, just coming out of college, I didn't have the perspective, I didn't have the life experience to be able to tell you these things. So I have, I have empathy for people who are maybe not yet that far along, like physically in age and in their career to be able to understand and, and uh, differentiate the not only the nuances, but the level of importance of certain things. Because, you know, you go to college and you're going to learn one thing or you're going to hear one thing and you're going to think that, like, this is what's important in the real world. But in reality, it might be totally different. And I, I that's not on you or in, and it wasn't on me at the time. That's just the nature of the beast. And so there's I have empathy for the fact that uh that you 
or that there are people, let's say, that may not have a good understanding of what does and does not matter. And, and you, you just kind of figure it out as you go. So, it, you know, I, I say it from the outset. It, it, I don't want this to come across from like a level of arrogance or anything like that. It's just like I've lived longer than some people that listen to the podcast. I've had more life experience. I've, I've been in the real world. I've, I've been in medical sales. So then I, I feel like I'm in a position to at least share my thoughts on this. So that's just so you know where I'm coming from, from that perspective. Um, when I see people spending too much time on the things that don't matter, my concern is they don't really get it from the perspective of you need to be able to have the self-awareness and kind of the intuition and the understanding of what it is that's actually most important for you to be doing to get hired in medical sales. And then if I were to hire you, I need you to know, I need to have confidence that you are going to have the intuition and the knowledge and the awareness to understand what it is that's going to make you successful in the real world. How do I know, like, if if you're spending time on something that I feel like is really not important for you to get hired in medical sales, my concern is I'm going to hire you, and then when I hire you and you're in the field, you're going to be spending time doing things that don't really matter to get the results that we're looking for. And so that's why I think you have to, you have to audit the way that you spend your time when you're trying to get hired, when you're trying to network, when you're trying to reach out, when you're looking to get into the industry. I think you have to audit what you're doing and what you're spending your time on and how you're, how, what that, what you're doing is going to be perceived by the person on the other end of the line. And, uh, and I think it's important because subconsciously, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, I don't know. And it could just be me, like I said, at the outset, maybe it's just me, but you know, one example that really kind of sparked my thought on this is, uh, and I forget if I was doing a phone call with a guy or I was doing like an, I think it was an Instagram live that I was doing. And a kid asked me about what he should be putting in his LinkedIn summary. Okay. So like on LinkedIn, LinkedIn is a, is a platform that pretty much everybody should be using, uh, especially if you're trying to get hired in medical sales. So start using LinkedIn if you're not, but below that, like if you click on somebody's profile, you'll see their picture, you'll see their title, see how many connections they have, whatever else, whatever else is up at the top. Right below that, though, is going to be a summary, okay? That's going to be a place where you can put whatever you want in there, okay? You can write a summary about yourself. Here's the thing with, like, does it really matter? Like, first of all, is anybody going to write an on, like, if somebody is not the best at something, is anybody going to write that in their summary profile? Like, like, all the summary profile is, is trying to be either a humble or a not so humble brag about yourself. Like, like go read anybody's summary. Like all of them say like hard worker, you know, growth oriented mindset, like knowledgeable, <laughs> lifelong, like all you're doing is trying to brag, do a humble brag to the outside world about how great you are as a person and potentially as an employee, right? Or somebody to work with. Like go, go read anybody's summary and it's all going to be some version of the exact same thing, which is here's my experience. Here's why I'm good. I'm a hard worker. Here's all the reasons why, like, okay, but that's not helpful. Like, are you being like, are you a hard worker? I have no idea because you can write like you're in control of that. I don't care to read what you think you're good at. 
I want to know what you're actually good at. Because mo- like, if somebody's not good at something, they're not going to put it in their summary. Or if they're not good at something, but it's something important, they're just going to lie about it and say that, you know, I'm a hard worker. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. But you watch Netflix, you know, for three hours every night. Like, okay, cool. You know, probably not, right? Like, it's just not a helpful thing. Now, you go, you scroll down your LinkedIn page. It's a lot harder for people to lie or make things up about their work experience, right? So, like, if I go look at somebody's profile on LinkedIn, I don't even read the, like, I don't even care what the summary says. That, like, that's not a useful data point at any level for me. Because you're just, it's, it's like, oh, let's, here, I'm going to look at their summary profile or their summary so I can find out what they think about themselves. <laughs> like, well, how is that helpful? Like, obviously, you're going to write good things about yourself. All I do when I actually look at people online or look at people on LinkedIn is I scroll past the summary because I don't, I have no, like, I, I, I care 0% about what your summary says. And I scroll down to your work experience and your education, period. Because you're not really going to be able to make that up. Like, you know, maybe you can make that up a little bit and nobody's going to catch you. But, like, you, there's, there's, a, um, there's a certain level of trust and honesty that's going to be had in putting in what you've actually done. Like, where you actually went to school, what you studied, and where you've worked. Okay? Like, most people are not going to lie about that. Like, I have a very high level of confidence that whatever you've put in your work history is actually going to be accurate. Because, you know, you're probably not going to lie about that. But you could more or less be lying in the entire summary, and nobody's going to, like, nobody knows, nobody cares. So that's how I think about LinkedIn summary. Like, it's just not a relevant data point at all for me. Now, I don't know, maybe like the recruiter that you've been talking to says like, oh, you got to put this, like, maybe they're reading summaries. I don't know. But like, let's be honest, you can put whatever you want in there. And all it is, is a humble brag. You're going to brag about how good you are and why you would be a good employee. Like, that's all that is. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like, regardless of the advice you get on if you should or should not be using your summary, that's what people put in their summaries, period. Now, the question is, how helpful is that in getting you hired? Now, I'm not so arrogant to think that like, I, like everybody does it like I do, meaning that every single person that could be hiring you as a medical sales uh, rep looks at LinkedIn profiles the exact same way. But I use it as an example because when I look at that, okay, when I scroll to somebody's uh, LinkedIn page, and if I look and they've got this like very well thought out, long, like overly constructed summary, the immediate thing that my mind goes to is they don't really get it. Like they don't, they don't get it. (laughs) Like, and if I'm being totally honest and like most generous, you know, it could be a situation where like you, you didn't spend all day working on that LinkedIn profile. Maybe it's like, you know, nine o'clock at night, you're laying in bed. You're like, well, I might as well put my put a summary together about myself. Like, okay, that's fine. Cool. You know, like I don't have any issues necessarily with it, but just from one man's point of view, if I go look at a, at a LinkedIn profile and they've got this extremely broad, like, you know, four paragraph summary about them just bragging about themselves that at least it comes off as they spent way too much time on it. My, 
immediate thought is like, they don't get it. Meaning that that's not going to be a relevant thing for them in getting a job ever. Like, I just cannot envision a scenario where somebody's going to read that and be like, oh yeah, yeah, I see. They're, they're really good. I read their, I read their summary. They're definitely somebody that I'm going to want to interview or hire. Like, I just can't envision that being reality at any level. Now, like if you go looked at, if you look at my profile, like honestly, if you go look at my LinkedIn profile, I don't even have a summary. Like, like it doesn't exist. I, I don't even have a summary on there. Like why? Um, I just don't think that it matters. You know, it, I'm not anti LinkedIn summaries. I'm just using this as an example where if you are thinking that because you put this long summary together and you took, you know, three hours to write out and figure out the correct adjectives and the correct wording and the, and the right key attributes about yourself to put in your summary, because you think that that's going to be a meaningful uh, use of time and a meaningful aspect to you getting hired. What I'm saying is, I don't think you're going to get it, right? Like, if you're thinking that that's going to be a big factor in you getting hired, you're probably also, if I hired you, then going to get into the real world, into the field, and think that, well, if I could just go drop off my business card at this office, that's going to, like, I'm going to get a call back, and I'm going to be able to sit down and have a meeting with this doctor and show him my product. Like, like, no, that's not really how it works, right? I think that, or my concern, and where my subconscious brain goes to is that you're spending time on the wrong things now. You're probably going to spend time on the wrong things when you're actually being hired. Now, I understand that maybe I'm taking this too far, but I, I use it as, you know, maybe maybe like the a LinkedIn summary is a bad example. Maybe I'm like overstating this. And I, I fully acknowledge it could be, right? Like, because, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe other people just don't see it as that big of a deal. Or maybe other people value the summary higher than I would. That's fine, right? Like, I'm not, don't take this as like, oh, if, if I've got a, a well-written summary, now I need to go delete it. Like, I don't necessarily think that either. It's never just one thing. What I'm saying is this is one example that has crossed my radar recently as like, hmm, that clearly stands out as somebody that I don't, that is spending too much time on something that I don't think really matters at all. And what goes through my, through my mind when that happens is they would probably be doing the same thing if they were actually hired. You know, another example that comes to mind is, um, a former boss that I had, um, he was telling me the story. So I heard it secondhand, but it's, it's definitely an accurate story. Uh, we had a, we had a rep that worked for us and, uh, I, I wasn't here when this rep was hired. Uh, he, he actually came on before I, before I got here, um, or before I got to that company, but he had an undergraduate degree in sales. Like he went, he actually got a degree in sales. You know, I don't think that there are many institutions, many universities that have, sales degrees specifically, but this, this kid had a sales degree. It's like, okay, cool. And I'm pretty sure that he finished like top of his class, like one or two, like first or second in his class, you know, which like sounds good. Oh, okay. You, you know, you have a, a degree in sales and you finish like top of your class. Sounds like pretty good guy. Sounds like he's going to be really do really well and be really successful. Right? Like, okay, cool. 
my former boss is talking to me about this. He said that he was doing a ride along with him and he's asking him, Hey, generally speaking, you know, like just kind of in conversation, Hey, you know, ultimately what is your approach to sales? Like, like what's your sales process? How do you handle things? Like how do you feel and how do you kind of operate on a day-to-day basis now that you're in the real world? And, uh, he said that this kid pulled out his like 450 page textbook from college and said, this is my sales Bible right here. He's like, and then he starts flipping through the, through this book and is telling my, you know, former boss, like, well, this is how I do it. This is what I use every day. And, and this is exactly how things go. And this is how I organize my day. And I wasn't there. I haven't read through that book. I don't know anything about it. This is totally outside, outside observer. Okay. So take it for what it's worth, but hopefully it will be helpful at some level to be able to kind of hear me talk through this with you. There's probably good information to know in that sales textbook, right? Like you'll probably be able to find a lot of good information in there. The problem is if you had like, I couldn't believe that this kid had gotten hired. Okay. I got it. I don't know how else to say it. The, there is never one thing that makes you good in sales. It's a combination of a lot of things that makes you good in sales. Okay. Here's my, my general kind of hot take on this is that it doesn't matter how well, you know, sales, quote unquote, meaning that how well, you know, the sales process, how, how good you are, or you think you are at cold calling or following up or anything like that. If you don't have a personality that comes off as like happy, friendly, positive, somebody that's like highly intelligent, somebody that is going to be able to add value to the customer. That customer needs to see that person as somebody that they want to work with, that they want to interact with, that they want to have a long-term relationship with. Okay. Like no matter how well you think, you know, sales, if you don't have that, the personable personality, the personable skills, the kind of charisma up front, like, I just don't think you're going to be good. Like it's not enough to know the X's and O's and only know the X's and O's about sales. It's not like, it's not enough to just know a sales process. If you don't have any charisma, if it's like talking to a brick wall, or if you come off as overly confident and arrogant, or if you if I don't get the feeling that you're actually somebody that I want to work with or could add value to me as the customer. Like if, if that's not there at a very either conscious or subconscious level, it doesn't matter how well you, how well you know the X's and O's of sales or how well you think you do. Like you're just not going to be successful. And so in this instance, I guess it's another example that I can share with. If you think that the thing that's going to make you successful is not the thing that's going to make you successful. You're going to be in a, like, I don't want to hire you because you're probably going to think the same thing. Once I hire you, like what actually gets results on a day-to-day basis in the real world is if it's, I need to know that you're going to have the, the level of awareness, the level of kind of intuition on what you should and should not be doing on a daily basis 
I need to know that you have that ahead of time so that when, when I'm not watching you, when you're out in the field on your own, when you're out in the field calling on doctors, you have your own accounts, you're in surgery centers, you're in hospitals, you're selling products to, you know, a bunch of different people, a bunch of different personality types. I need to be confident that you know what you're doing and that you're going to be spending your time well. And the concern that I have is if people are spending too much time thinking that what they're doing is going to be important and impactful, and, and it, from my perspective, it's not, it's like they might not have the intuition or the awareness to make good decisions in the field, right? Like if you think that your LinkedIn summary is going to be a difference maker in you getting hired, I'm like, no, like it's not. Like I just can't envision a scenario where somebody reads that and they're like, oh my God. This guy is freaking incredible. This girl, like, listen to what she wrote about herself. She's got to be great. Like, it's just not a thing, you know? And then if you're carrying around a 450-page textbook every day, and, like, that's going to be what guides you, that's going to be how you make your decisions, that's going to be how you call on cut, like, like, that's just not, that's not it, you know? Like, that's, there's way too much information in a 450-page book to make it actually practical and useful on a daily basis. So then I hear that, I'm like, yeah, that person doesn't get it. Like, like that person clearly doesn't get it. You know, if I'm, if I'm like interviewing, like let's just hypothetically say that, you know, sometime in the future I'm interviewing somebody that went to, like did, you know, has an undergraduate major in sales. Like, and they bring their sales textbooks, textbook to the interview. They're like, this is the Bible of sales. Like, Probably not, <laughs> you know, probably not. When was that read? Is that applicable to medical sales? Like if you are overweighting and overvaluing generic sales advice, like you're probably not going to get it, you know? Um, that's that's kind of my thought there. Uh, and I wanted to expand on it because maybe I'm the only guy who thinks like this. Maybe I'm the only person in the industry that thinks like this. Probably not though. Like, I need to know that you have some level of intuition and awareness to be spending your time well. Like, I would way rather know that if you're trying to get a hire, that you've reached out to 100 people on LinkedIn, like tried connecting with 100 people on LinkedIn, then spend time on your summary, right? Like, I need to know that you have the understanding, the intuition, the intangibles, the awareness that like, that's a way better use of time than spending, you know, three hours trying to get your LinkedIn summary written out, you know, perfectly or professionally. Like that's such a bad use of time, relatively speaking. So like using your time well, in my mind, is always going to be based around like, how is this being perceived by the person on the other end of the line? Like, if I'm going to have to go interview, it, like, I've got to tell them how and why I'm doing what I'm doing to try to get into the field. And if I go tell them, like, yeah, I writ, writ, I've written a great summary on LinkedIn about myself. Like, I'm pretty sure the guy or gal on the other end of the line who would be hiring would be like, uh, why? Like, <laughs> I didn't read it. I don't need, like, why did you do that? I don't even know what that says. Like, that's a bad use of time. Now, again, I have empathy. You don't really know 
I didn't really know when I was younger what the best way to spend my time was. And hopefully that at some level, this podcast and doing these episodes will help at least give you an idea on one person's perspective on maybe a better way to spend your time. But hopefully, you know, hopefully this makes you, makes you think about it and, and really audit what you're doing with your time and trying to get hired because there's, I definitely think that there's good ways to spend your time and bad ways to spend your time. And my concern is that the bad ways to spend your time can actually bite you in the butt in the way that maybe you're not realizing that it would because of how it's going to be perceived on the other end of the, uh, other end of the line. So anyway, I think that's about all I got on that, uh, and that on that topic. So thank you guys for listening and we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. And as you know, we give all of our content and training away for free. So it would really mean a lot to me if you could subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. And if you thought that this episode in particular was helpful, consider sending it to somebody you know who you think could benefit as well. Thanks again, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye.